my lords, my ladies, and everybody else here not sitting on a cushion. Today, you find yourselves equals. For you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir Clem of gentlemen friends enemies guess what this is another episode of the giants guys and as i always say you know you're in the right spot when jeff does that funny thing with his arms he never gets old it's always funny because by the way spiro has a new signature i don't know oh, if no. you, i don't, I don't know even you... know how many steps it is now i lost <laughs> it right. he's kind of so, signaling for first we gave yeah. we gave mikey fresh the night off we gave the truth the night off you know jeff el jefe the mechanics in the building spiro mr glass half full and as promised and I even had, look, I have show notes because I wanted to make sure I presented this correctly. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I want to welcome in our special guest, the one and the only Justin. Now, this is where it gets cool. Clemenza or other known to the sporting world as Clem from Barstool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Notes. This is your notes. Professional idiot. That's what I am. I'm a professional. Oh, idiot. That's all you need right there. And um, oh, it's we're funny. Doing here. everyone always calls me Cle like uh, a lot of my friends call me Clem. And then the like people online know me as Clem from Barstool. And then when they find out I have a real name, they're like, who's this Justin guy? You know, like I, like, I have coworkers who I had, you know, was working for like three years and like, who's this Justin guy? I'm like, yeah, I have a name guys. Like, I guess I, I put off the vibes of a Clem, which I like, I feel like a Clem is like a good guy. You yeah. Know, You're like a Clem a for sure. Or a Fitzy. Everyone has that group. Like, right. I'm a Clem. Yeah, yep. So I'm very proud of that. And uh, Clemenza, <laughs> I remember when I was in like sixth grade, I was in middle school. It was like, you know, one of my first weeks at school and the gym teacher's like, Oh, Clemenza, like the Godfather you're seeing. I'm like, no man, I'm in middle school. I, I've never seen a rated R movie about mafias. Yeah, yeah, like I'm that, not quite there yet. I was exactly, but I was very proud of being. You know, I, Clemenza was loyal, man. He was loyal to the end, and yes. I was always very proud that I know that in the second movie he was supposed to betray the Corleones, and the actor like didn't want to do it. So I was always very proud that the Clemenza name never got stood sold. strong. Uh, well, <laughs> we're not Tessios over here. We're not a Tessio. I, I, I feel a, I, I feel like a kindred spirits because I think it's the opening scene of Godfather Two. They drive past the bakery and it says Santucci's Bakery on it. Oh, there we go. So, Couple of paisans over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, oh. Exactly. exactly. So we, we we appreciate you hanging out with us. Which even makes it more funny is that he said professional idiot. I'm like, well, what does that make us? Yeah, we <laughs> we're just we're just idiots. We're just a bunch of idiots. <laughs> At least you're professional. That, make, that makes it yeah. That makes us unprofessional idiot followers. Yes, that's, yes, that's fine. We're like the Red Sox, man. We're like the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tough crowd. All right. Well, listen. Again, thanks for hanging out with us. I, I was checking out. The funny thing is, is I know you as Justin Clemenza. Then you just like took on this persona as Clem. You are now Clem. I had to go back and look up your real name because like, again, <laughs> you, you've 
you know, you he's thrown him for a loop. <laughs> yeah, you, be, you 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 totally like like become this other. You're basically Bruce Wayne, and now you're Batman. Like so, that is very generous. Wow, look yeah, at you, guys. Yeah, a lot less money and like basically courage that, than, than either of those young men right there. Even those same guy. Well, so you're a New York Burbs guy. You work for some cool places like Sporting News, USA Today, ESPN. The bigger question is. What's it like working for Barstool? Like, don't get me wrong. All those other properties are super cool. But, like, Barstool just seems to have its own heartbeat. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like other, other media properties or entertainment companies or whatever you want to call it. It just seems to have its own type of heartbeat. I don't know if that comes from the top down or the bottom up, but what's it like? Uh, it comes from the top down, man. I always say I can do whatever I want at Barstool because the guy who owns us, Dave Portnoy, is crazier than anyone else in the company. So, <laughs> I mean, El Presidente, uh, that's the thing. I, there's nothing I have thought of or can do that Dave hasn't thought of on, a, on some sort of level. So that's the reason why. And again, like you said, I've worked at all those other places. Now, the, the funny thing is with those other places, Sporting News was the first place. Uh, the first place I ever worked at a college was selling New York Liberty tickets. Then yeah, we yeah. went to, because it was That's just getting in the sports industry. Yeah, exactly. I was grinding. <laughs> Group sales, man. Group sales tickets. And it's a grind no matter what you're doing, but doing it for the Liberty was tough back in the Oof. day. Then Sporting News as a customer service rep, replying to emails from people who were playing fantasy games. And our site would go down every Sunday <laughs> at 12.55 p.m. Oh. And everyone would be furious at us. And they would be so mad they're writing emails. I want to put in this guy for that guy. And I don't know, you guys are, you know, you guys are close to my age. You guys probably remember this. Marcus Colston, when he, they had him listed as tight end that one year. Oh, yeah. At a Hofstra. So everyone had Marcus Colston. It became the glitch. And that's how I got Marcus Colston on my team because I knew about all these other people playing <laughs> right that. Ahead of the game. Exactly. So oh. we got it like some insider trading there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yep. And exactly. then, um, you gotta stop really- freaking me out though, Clem, because I mean, it's, okay, now we're on, we're on. We're on uh, uh, Kindred Spirits number two. So Marcus Colston lives down the street from me now. Okay. There we go. Yeah, well, listen, he just, a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, he bought into the Philadelphia Soul with Jaworski. Uh, um, So when they, when they, you know, they had that year when nobody got paid and they broke up. So like Bon Jovi didn't get paid and he left. And and then the other guy, I think it was the guy who owns Chicken and Pete's, he might've got out. But um, great fries, exactly. <laughs> crab, crab fries are, are the best. Um, and I think I think there was a, a lawyer and Joel stayed in it. And then when Colson retired, right, because he was a Hofstra guy, like you said, he yep. was a New York guy. He literally moved to my town. He's like six houses from me, and he and he bought into the Philadelphia Soul. So like you're bringing like up, you know, thousands of football players. You're bringing up the one that Marcus. Just, like, <laughs> what is going on? I, I mean, this is it, man. We're we're long lost family, and you know the big blue has, has united us. It's a beautiful thing, and I'm on a podcast. I've always dreamt of being on a podcast with someone who shares a neighborhood with an NFL former NFL player <laughs> that also owns football teams. So it's like I'm trying to level up here myself. You know what I mean? Like, Portnoy was, I thought, the richest guy I knew. Now you're the richest guy. I know. <laughs> only, now, so. only in spirit, trust me. Because because when he moved in, I'm like, 
Yo, Marquise Colson's slumming. What's going on? Yeah, Craig, Craig's got that NY Giants rush money flowing. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for Portnoy to buy to buy us. Trust me. Yeah, Clem, let's talk about that later on. Okay, we'll sell you on us first. Yes, but right, then let's right. Our 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 goal here is to close a deal by the end of this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. I, I was trying to sell my Mets podcast to Steve Cohen, even though Portnoy technically owns that. He doesn't even I don't think that we exist. So then we'll then move you guys. We'll backfill it with a Mets podcast. Let's go. So never even know the difference. Let's go. Damn. <laughs> I like it. So, so you, you, so it's, so again, you were just basically painting the picture of because who Portnoy is, he lets you guys, you, you know, you're, you're, you're doing anything you want to do because he's already been down that road. And then you said like the sporting news stuff just didn't have that same type of crazy feel because you were grinding out basically different types of jobs. Yeah. And like, again, the sporting news was a customer service job. And cause like the, the website crashed every day at 1255, we started testing the website and it would crash, you know, at one Oh five, but Hey, at least it's doing better. Got then I got a time. job. Exactly. Then sporting news moved to Charlotte. I go to ESPN to do uh, customer uh, quality assurance stuff, testing stuff, the websites and stuff on the mobile mm -hmm. phones. And then, um, USA Today was doing kind of more editorial stuff for, for an app that I uh, was working on. And the whole time I never really like, I, I, I love sports and I, I like liked content. I did a little bit of blogging at Sporting News because they had some really cool technology way back when. Um, kids these days don't even know what Sporting News is, which makes me <laughs> I know. right? Like, yeah. We grew up with that thing and I remember uh -huh. the grocery store. I'd be, I'd be searching that newspaper out. I'd yep. be like, look at who was on the cover. And I'd be like, yes, they oh, look, it's Jesse Armstead. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I mean, and I remember ESPN, I was working at ESPN and uh, I was about to get laid off and I, I, I love, love Barstool. And I was just love how it was so authentic and it was just real. And I said, and I, you know, I'd have a Twitter account and I would just do the hot take kind of like sports takes that everyone else does. And I kind of, I, and again, you guys are close to my age. So I feel like I can make this reference around you guys compared to other people. It's kind of like if anyone saw private parts with Howard Stern yes. and he just kind of like, he's on the radio one day and he just kind of snaps. Cause he's like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to get fired. I, he hated his job, all that kind of stuff. I was in this house that I'm in now. I had a wife, mortgage. I think I had 29 years and left on my mortgage. I was about <laughs> to get laid off ESPN. And my wife tells me she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh, you know shit. what? And I remember Portnoy put up a, a listing and he said, hey, if you want to work for Barstool, act like you work here, create your own blog, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to act like myself. I'm going to talk like I talk around my buddies, right? That we were mm -hmm. just kind of bullshit yeah. and having fun. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why Barstool is what it is, because it's authentic. It's real. It's fans being able to talk. And again, we can say and do stuff that, you know, ESPN, I get fired if I just said it in like yeah. the conference room, right? Let alone <laughs> if I said it on the website. And, and that's, I, I think, kind of the difference. And the thing about Dave and, you know, some of the older guys in the company, Big Cat, KFC, those guys, they lead with example in terms of their ability, their funniness, their comedy, but then also like they work their asses off. So yeah. we're doing stuff at all hours of the day. So yeah, man, it's a, it's an honest, it's, it's a dream job. It's, I can't believe it happened. It was one of those things that, again, I wanted to do my whole life, get into sports and it just by like a series of very crazy, unforeseen, unforeseeable events, including like, you know, uh, like straight out of a movie, your wife is pregnant, you have a mortgage and you lose your job. Like that is straight out of a freaking, I don't know if it's a horror movie or a comedy. <laughs> it kind of felt like both to be honest with you, but here I am. And uh, I, I absolutely love what I do. And the best part is like just chopping it up with, you know, again, just similar fans, similar like-minded people like you guys, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Nice, man. That is very cool. All right, well, let's, let's do some heavy lifting. Um, I, when, when I, when I read your stuff, I always get the opinion that you're a Daniel Jones fan. Is that true? Okay. So I am a Daniel Jones fan, but I'm also going to 
put a disclaimer out there that the night they drafted Daniel Jones, I was probably like most people, I was like, oh, we should have got him at 17. I didn't want of, him yes. at six. Hand, yes. hand up, hand up, all of us. <laughs> this happens way too much to me because I'm a Knicks fan and a Mets fan. It doesn't really happen as much with the Mets because the draft isn't like it is. Right. But during the draft, the Knicks and the Mets, I get this, or the Knicks and the Giants, like I lose feeling in my body for like <laughs> seconds and I'm just like, what the hell? And then you just go on Twitter and you get the roast and you have everyone just, you know, clowning your team and yourself, all that kind of stuff. And that night it was like, it was tough, but, and you know, you heard all the stories and it's like, they were working at a tight end. Some team, <laughs> the real swag is no swag, which you could take one way or the other, all like the stories <laughs> about Daniel Jones. And I, that morning I like woke up and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so sick of just being negative as a Giants fans. Oh, we've had since basically that Green Bay Packers playoff game when Odell put the hole in the wall and the boat, yeah. the Miami boat and the shirtless, you know, warm-ups followed by just an ab- absolute disaster. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna like get have this guy's back. So I had started, it was funny enough, I had started kind of a movement because I was a Game of Thrones fan. And I said, you know what? Everyone's climbing brand from Brand Stark from Game of Thrones. I'm like, I'm gonna start the brand wagon. I was like, Brand's gonna be the king, brand's gonna be the king. <laughs> I remember spoilers, that. But I think I look pretty good at the long. So you know what? We're starting the Dan wagon just because I'm an idiot. Again, it rhymes. Professional. So the wagon. We're going to like, this guy is, has a hard enough time. You're a rookie in the NFL, rookie quarterback. Right. You have a hard enough time, you know, transitioning to the league. You don't need the biggest media market in the country. Everyone hates you, or at least half the people hate you, right? The Giants fans hate you. The Jets fans are clowning you. I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to ride with this guy. So I, I, I've kind of just taken it on my shoulders. Daniel Jones was my guy from day one, not night one, day yes, one. Day right? one. <laughs> the next day. I, I went into like silence. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. But I'm like, you know what? These guys know a lot more than I do in the front office. Yeah. And I don't know, guys, like that rookie year, he, you know, they don't, he didn't win a ton of games. It's like everything he did his rookie year, except for the fumbles. I feel like yeah. Justin Herbert did last year and Justin Herbert got pats on the ass. The entire He's way. praised. And yeah. Daniel Jones got, you know, absolutely roasted. Whereas, you know, last year was, we can't have last year happen again, but there were a lot of things that I thought that, you know, that were very unique to last season. So I do th- like, I love the guy. I hope he works out. I see how he can be a good quarterback. I also see how it could all fall apart for him. But a lot of the people, especially the younger kid, like fans that are roasting him, they weren't around for the Eli Manning years. I remember Eli Manning in 2004, (laughs) five and six. And like seven was make or break for Eli and Coughlin. Everyone forgets that. Like it was very much up in the air. And Eli, you know, had led the team to the playoffs and got more wins. He also had a significantly better team around it. It's yes. oh, yeah. around it. Yeah. In fact, in yeah, fact really, yeah, yeah. that's what I, and I'm glad that's a great segue because I was going to say like, you know, we're roughly, we're all roughly around the same age. I've seen a lot of QBs, right? Or, you know, even when I was like, you know, young enough to not quite understand the game, you know what I mean? But yep. like, you know, I've, I've seen, you Sims know, I've before seen, him. Uh, 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 Sims and Hosteller <laughs> and I've seen Danny Cannell and Dave Brown and, and oh. Kent, Kent Graham yep. You know what I mean? I like, like I've seen all these quarterbacks through the year. My, You're gonna make me drink warm, buddy. I know, and I'm gonna get my. Speaking beer of, in, cheers, everybody. I'm gonna get cheers, my beer everybody. in a second. Cheers, cheers. I have a, I have a surprise beer. I'm gonna un, un, unleash. Unveil. <laughs> um, but my question to you is: before I un, un, unveil the beer, is why do you think he gets so much crap? Like he's got the shortest, the shortest leash I've ever seen. And everyone has their a bug up their ass on this kid. And I mean, I've seen Dave Brown and Danny Cannell and these guys just bomb. And they're and like they're like kind of getting some static after year three. He's getting static after his third game. Like, I mean, like, you know, I get I get what you're saying. Not to say not the team's not as good. 
Uh, um, he doesn't have the line of the receivers. I mean, yes, now they're much vastly improved. And he's a cerebral cat. I get it. He's like Eli where he's kind of laid back. But in your opinion, is there is there something like what is what is the freaking rub? Like, I mean, give this give this dude a break. I mean, you know. And let me just say too, I'm with you on the Dave Brown comparisons because that was like like I my first football memory is probably like 89, 90. And I yeah. watched the 86 Super Bowl on VHS over and over and over again. And uh, oh, we got my little this guy hopefully never has to know anything but Super Bowls. But my first was, um, was, again, like that kind of stuff. The Super Bowl, I was praying on the ground for field goal, the field goal to go away or go wide, like Norwood and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of the first thing I And uh, you got the kids going crazy here. Out of here. Come on. Out of here. We're talking you, guys, you guys don't have to deal with this on Sunday. Um, I'll tell you, man. Uh, so, but the, the thing is, when I came of age as a Giants fan, like I remember the Ray Hanley year. I remember, and then Dave Brown was like, that was the absolute bottom. That was, and then when I see that the Giants are drafting a quarterback that were never 17 at Duke, um, just having all the, like, how could you not Flashbacks. connect the two, right? And it, it was a supplemental pick, but it was still a first round pick in the end. And it was, I had all those flashbacks. And at that point, like, I remember I made my parents at this point, that was like a legit investment. I made them get direct TV for the Sunday tickets. I was like, listen, I have to be able to watch something other than the Giants as well. <laughs> I can't just watch the Giants and the Jets. because too I was miserable. Like, Oh yeah, I retired from a football fan and I would still watch the Giants, but then I'd, you know, turn on my fantasy guys. I was getting into that, even though it was like the internet was just coming around and fantasy yeah. was just growing at the time. So the reason I think he gets that kind of crap though, is I do, it's like, he went to Duke, he's a goofy looking guy and everyone thinks they know everything in the world because they read the same draft opinions online and those guys don't know anything because how many times have we seen all the guys who they say are going to be great they suck and vice versa and then yeah. it's just like there's just no patience for any quarterback it's not even just daniel jones i think he gets it more because he's in the market but it's like it's the duke thing he's kind of he's he's very goofy looking he's, goofy. he's, he's, he's like 2.0 which i kind of yeah. love about him right I, right I love that his social media still has him in a duke uniform he's not on twitter he's not in his own head and it's all those guys who were you know roasting the pick or whatever they're the people who hated the saquon pick because the giants didn't take donald or rosen and they're the guys who hated daniel jones because they didn't take dwayne haskins i'm like you guys are just completely <laughs> wrong the entire time. So I don't know what they're supposed to do. And it's like, I understand the trade back thing and the Saquon pick, which I don't even know if we want to get into. That's like such an old scar that people still rip open every yeah. single time. And I just think, you know, the, and then the main factor it's, it's everyone has hated Gettleman for so long. Jones is kind of his guy. And it's like, they see Jones, they see Gettleman, they think Jones and Saquon, and it just comes back to there. And Hey, if the giants win this year, I think they have to kind of give the old man a little bit of credit. If they flop, it's going to be a disaster. The new GM is going to come in. He's going to have a very good draft pick from the Giants, hopefully a good mm -hmm. draft pick from the Bears. Yep. And we start afresh with a new quarterback. And if not, we have a quarterback for the – I mean, with that guy – win-win. And he's, he has a good arm. It's like they just got to – like they say, this is a make-or-break season for Daniel Jones. No excuses. And then the next article I read, it's that his offensive coordinator sucks. His offensive <laughs> yes. line sucks. And, you know, his receivers are getting hurt. You know, Galladay's hurt and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, all he has is excuses. To what are you guys talking about? <laughs> so uh, it's not like he's like Patrick Mahomes came into the perfect situation. I'm not yeah. comparing Daniel Jones to Patrick Mahomes. No, but, but he, like, he got a, he got a red carpet into a playoff team. 
Yeah. Playoff team, great line, weapons everywhere. Great Maybe coach. like the second best head coach in the NFL, right? When it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how in the hell are we going to like, it can't, everyone can't be Mahomes. Everyone can't be Watson. And everything that, again, Daniel Jones, like Justin Herbert lost tons of like heartbreakers, you know, uh, last year. But Daniel Jones, like he was in games. I, I was going through this. I was going through last season in my head. They really didn't have like a quote unquote bad loss, like in terms of the team they lost to. Like the Niners game was ugly, but the Niners are like just a machine. They can win yes. or lose every single game, right? With that Shanahan. The the Eagles, they should have won with the Evan Ingram. He yeah. just doesn't drop no. it, right? I'm sorry for bringing it up. I apologize. Cowboys were still at Dak for, you know, the first half of that game. And then you just go, it's like the Ravens, the Cardinals, like all Cardinals these teams, give a, a Cardinals Bay, game was rough, but. No, Cardinals game was rough. He Cardinals he was on one leg then though. He yeah, was on one leg, so you know that was the week he shouldn't have played, right? Right after yeah. Seattle. Yep, yep. The Steelers like that. Like the Steelers in week one. I wish we had the Steelers in week seventeen instead yes. of week one, right? Like yeah, like how different. are we even competitive with the Steelers in week one with no offseason, right. all of that stuff? We were yeah. in that game in the fourth quarter. There's yeah, so many. Yeah, we said it a couple like times. They lost three games with a combination of six points. They but mm-hmm. three games. A combination of six points. Nobody gives him any credit for that. Six points, and that team is nine and seven. That's yeah. all it takes, man. The the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks game where they, I mean, and that was Jones is like that was the one game I felt like they could have won, and he kind of exactly. threw them out of. Yes. And, I, yeah. and again, I, I the thing is, I try to make this you know like excuses for him, but I just felt like we were there, and like he even through them. the losses, I was like, I see something here, and we'll see if like sooner or later you got to start turning those losses into wins. But I do think there's a chance that like. That's why I think we can take a big step up instead of going like just treading 500. We go yes. above 500 if that like you hear that every year in the NFL, those 50 50 games, those coin flip games. Mm-hmm. And if it breaks our way, it kind of broke our way in 16. And that's why we were maybe a little looked a little better than we were. Right. That and the free agent money we spent. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's like you put a lot of sugar in your system. You feel good. And then we crash. in 17. <laughs> right? And Gosh, uh, we did. I, I think we're, we're kind of there. But again, I, I, I like the guy. I'm a Daniel Jones defender. I'm also trying to be realistic about him but it's just there's been so much negativity in the fan base you guys know this and that's kind of what twitter is i just between the mets the giants and the knicks i have so much negativity in my life i'm trying to turn it around the mets gave me a little hope there for a while that's gone but the knicks have been better (laughs) and i'm trying to get some of the giants fans who have gone to this dark side back on the like the light of things because it was yeah. so much fun we're a united fan base and these giants fans don't realize the more you dunk on our team on twitter cowboys fans eagles fans they're eating all that up and then mm-hmm. it just gets worse and then we're fighting each other let's just unite and like that's why i'm kind of like i'm all about coach judge he's all about just you know the guys the team everyone's big blue if you're big blue it's us against the world so you know like, you know rock. uh, uh- you mentioned Herbert. You know, it's funny. Like, when I think about the two guys, like, I think Daniel Jones cares so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wants to win so much in New York. And Herbert's like this. Hey, you know what? I'm chilling out here on the West Coast. I don't have a whole lot of pressure on me. There's five media people. Man, look at the fan base. Questions, right? There's more fans of the opposing team in his stadium yeah, than there yeah, are his yeah. own fans. So, so the dude is just slinging the rock around, throwing because they're like, "Well, how does he throw it for? You know, why is he throwing for 350 yards?" I'm like, "Cause he don't give a crap. He's good looking kid who's Allen climbing up his yeah. up up the side of his house. He's he's gonna he's a multi millionaire already." He's yeah, got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah, and we have a bunch of 5'11 receivers. Juxtapose that with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. <laughs> Gold, yeah. Golden Tate. Yeah. The legendary like, Golden Tate. Like Herbert's literally waking up every day going like this. I'm throwing his bitch 50 times today. You know what yeah. I mean? And he don't care. Where Jones is like, all right, we, we can muster 12 points. Our defense may be able to hold us to, to get us a win here. And Herbert's like this. 
I will. We lose. I'm still throwing this rock. Well, and, and then you got you got to worry about if I throw an interception, I'm going to get crushed the next day. And Herbert's like, "There's nobody to crush me out here. So what, what do I care?" That, that's what drove me the most nuts about the Eli versus Rivers comparisons. Like Philip Rivers is throwing in the best weather you can possibly imagine, with mm-hmm. you know, thirty fans in the stands, of, like, probably two <laughs> two like beat writers covering the team, and Eli was going through the grind the, the grind in New York, the the winds of the Meadowlands. Like if you just look at the numbers of like these quarterbacks, like there has, other than just the Giants and the Jets, maybe never like finding a ton of great quarterbacks. It's like, I think the winds and just the weather here has to have something to do with why the numbers are a little suppressed. If Eli had never forced that trade from San Diego, he might've had Philip Rivers' career. He might've <laughs> even won a couple of Super Bowls still. But True it's story. like, what he did in New York and the way he carried himself. And then if you want to lump Ben in, how do you think Ben Roethlisberger would have handled New York City, right? Oh, you know, God. That, the, <laughs> God knows what they like, let him get away with down in Pittsburgh, especially early yeah. in his career too. So it's well, like, yikes. Well, Listen, it was yeah. so easy for Rivers. He had 19 kids. Yeah, exactly. He had, he had all that. He had so much time. free time. Yeah. yeah the game <laughs> ended. He's like, is there any, any questions? No. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah, next right. thing you know, he's got 19 kids. The time he got the new <laughs> kid, kid number five, Eli was still answering questions from the Daily News. Oh, man. He, Phil Rivers had a kid on his lap when he got drafted. I still remember <laughs> the, like, the, the picture of that, too. He had a kid here and had a kid in college, I think. So, like, I mean, God bless, like. Again, you got to start early I, with that, my, that I, many kids, I man. I couldn't keep my kids off of a podcast for 10 minutes, and he's you <laughs> yeah. know, somehow starting an NFL game. So God bless he's got a staff. Now. He's got a staff, though, I'm sure. Spiro, I'm going to take you on a little ride for my beer unveiling. We ready? Yeah, let's go. What we got? I just opened a freshie, so this is a good time. Clem, we don't know what's going on here either, so let, let's see. Uh, he's taking us on an adventure, apparently, too. Is that, you're getting a tour of his house. Yeah, the, also. the mansion. The mansion yes, where he's living exactly. with NFL players. Who own All right, teams. Clem, there's my Game of Thrones, Jon Snow and, the, and, the, and Ghost. Where's the, brand, where's the brand action figure? Yeah, where's yeah, the, right. Where's the king? <laughs> the king, yeah, exactly. All right, here we go. I think I have one left. What we got here? I see um, some dosage. I, I see. Hey, what we got there? there? Purple yeah. stuff. Cool. On talk, baby. On talk. I like. Hi. Look, I got one left. You ready for this? Sunny D. <laughs> oh, look at that! <laughs> yeah. So they, they still make those. Yes. Huh? Still make All right. Them. So so. It's at nygiantsrush.com. It's called the Danny Dimes Clam IPA. Right? Let me get my credit card. See you are famous. <laughs> I got the Barstool logo. Wow. You take Amex. You're famous. Hey, look, <laughs> you made it. Look, you made it now. I got the Rush logo. I love it, dude. And That's I got great. one. I've been drinking these Clam I, Danny Dimes Clam IPAs all summer. I got one left, and I'm going to drink yeah. it right now with you guys. I love it. I love it. Go. I hope you guys have an extra seat in this podcast because if Portnoy actually sees that I have a beer, yeah, he's he's got- that, he would fire me on the spot. And be he's like, gonna go nuts. Yeah, exactly. We're Barstool Sports. That's who you work for right now. Oh, um, it's great. That shirt. Hey, no, Clem, wait, look. I got bar. Look, you got Barstool there on there. Is. There it is. Okay, so yeah. But so- it's fine. Barstool's gonna buy us, and it's all yeah. Good. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's Listen, part, of all part of the plan I, here. I learned, long, I learned this a long time ago. I may be stupid, but I ain't no fool. <laughs> that's why i love you that's why i love you Craig. oh uh, that danny dime shirt this is how i know that those danny dime shirts made it the right right across or right around the corner of barstool there's a dude slinging straight bootleg tees in new york city mm-hmm. and that danny dime shirt is one of the shirts <laughs> yes. so you, made you know you made it yes. all right here's another the stupid question then is that a barstool owned like entity the the shirt it the sh- the shirt we designed we designed the shirt we threw the 
the Danny Dimes on. I believe Daniel Jones, I think it was like the story come out that he had trademarked it, like I think a couple weeks after Smart. he started that Bucks yeah. game. And I think I think if I was if I was told this correctly, I think someone in his camp had reached out and was like thinking about a season to assist for us. But I think Daniel Jones like oh, I like Barstool, they're cool. So I think we were trying to work something out with them. I don't know whatever came to that. You probably but, get that like once a week out over there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, once a week, yeah. Do you really want to fight with Barstool? Like I don't think so. Uh, it's like things go up, things go down. And the yes. score, like sometimes I'm like, oh, where was that shirt I put out yesterday? Oh, it's yeah, probably season. Yeah, that was. Probably- <laughs> but there's the fight. Always lived on the edge. Is, yes. There's the fight in Joe's one too, right? The the fight in Joe's one. The fight in Joe judges. Yeah, that was. Uh, and it's funny too because I had people who were like, oh, I love that quote. I'm like, well, that's a Dave Gettleman quotes so that means you guys like <laughs> and that kind of puts everyone gotcha. into a press You're like damn <laughs> i was really set on not liking <laughs> and i mean shit like fighting joe judges that was that was the thing they had last year because it was like you know they're gonna have his personality the fighting judges they're literally just fighting each other they're now this year was just... it's like they're squaring up i, I chef didn't fight the guy he just squared up because like that that brown's db sound seemed yeah, but he he dipped out he was like floyd mayweather out there dude. it was so awesome and he got the, the perfect shot at him right chef was punch, ready to a punch i was like oh man Yo, that guy stepped the away real like, quick. <laughs> he has yeah. his, his, hands, looked, his thumbs in his fist, too. Yeah, it, like, yeah that was like, the worst part. It looked like he was, in, he was fencing. <laughs> you know? I, like, I, moved, I moved Shep up my fantasy uh, yes. draft board after seeing him. Like, oh, he's quick. He's looking sharper. Now. Dude, yeah. he, looks, he looks better on a Shep note. He actually I think he said number three. He's, he's, he shed a number, and he got a little quicker with that, too. Yep. Got, <laughs> that must I, be it. I'll go to my grave saying certain numbers make guys quicker, better. If Reggie yes. Bush was able Facts. to wear five in the NFL, he would have been a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he had to wear that, too. That, too, was like putting an anvil on his yes. back. Uh, and now we, it's going to be interesting how this all pans out. Now, 87 is a good number for Shep, but he definitely looks quicker with 300. It looks sleek. <laughs> I, I so love that concept because uh, Plaxico at Michigan State wore four. He went mm. to the he went to the Steelers and what did he wear? Eighty. It was an eighty number. It was ugly. It was, it was ugly. Might have been eighty. Was it? Yeah, 80? yeah, yeah. Okay, it so was he ugly. wears eighty and he's like he's good. He puts a seventeen on and all of a sudden that's he's on. Very clean. Game very over. clean. Very clean. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I forever will be amazed that Alfred Morris could even walk forward. <laughs> With wearing, like, he's not a fast man to begin with, and he's wearing something in the 40s, and yeah, then yeah. he's still wearing it with the, like, 46 with the Redskins. I'm like, whoa, or I guess they were the Redskins at the time. Yeah. And then he comes to us, and what was he, 41 last year? And yeah. I'm like, man, Al, he's going to start running backwards pretty soon. You just <laughs> automatically look like a fullback if you yeah. wear 40-something. Well, slow, yeah. slow and like a bowling ball. Well, yes. What do you call it? DRC did that. He gave his number up to somebody for something, and he strapped on 41, and I was like, time out. That's probably the most uncool number you can possibly wear clunky clunky and he he went out and he made the pro bowl at your yeah no big deal (laughs) clem have you seen this uh crate challenge going on oh yeah i'm i'm loving it i'm absolutely loving it uh, my question is you know like what what's it going to take for clem to do this i mean (laughs) it'll be dead and gone by the end of the nfl season but i'm like if the giants win the division can we get a clem commit It doesn't have to be that high. No, 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 Wait, this oh, is a okay. good this is a good idea. Can we can we okay, Jeff? Great idea. Kudos to you. That's why he's the mechanic. Um if he if he if Clem would even entertain it, we'd have to turn it into a charity piece or something. Yes. May as well. We'll get LPG involved. He's got all the charity hookups. Okay, so yeah, exactly. Shout out LPG. <laughs> I will I will do the milk crate challenge if they win the NFCs. That's a fair, that's a fair request. Boom. It's it's reasonable. Market, hold on. 
We got we got a big book here that all we write right, all wait. the hot also, takes and also, all, all the statements. Their barstool, big statements. we're not. We're gonna get pushed out fast. <laughs> now listen i need to like look into like life insurance sign in waivers like yeah, exactly. yeah because i might like these guys are like pretty fit and they bounce up i am not fit and you know what so, we'll do no, a charity no, no, no. with we'll, quest we'll, diagnostics we'll, we'll be able to <laughs> yes, yes. We'll have, no we'll pad we'll pad the bottom in case you go yes going going up clem you'll be fine it's going down where people get broken Maybe we'll, scra- we'll, we'll strap something onto you so that if you fall, you're still hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll be like, what, what is this, a Spider-Man movie? Yes, you're right. <laughs> Shout out I Spider-Man. Like I like this. I, did you see that they, there was a guy who was Instagramming them live from like, I don't know, it was like, I don't know if it was Washington Square Park or some some like part of New York City. And I'm like, oh man, this is becoming a sport now where you're watching it live. Yeah. You're not just watching videos on someone's Twitter. And I'm like, this is how like, we, can you imagine being alive like when the NFL was formed? That's exactly what we're watching. We're watching right. the birth of America's next great oh sport. Gosh. New athletes. What you're, what you're basically saying is that in like 10 years, people are going to go to arenas to watch be Olympic stack sport. milk crates and climb them <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, yes. I mean, so let's see. The probably it's probably too early for what is that Paris in 2024? Yeah, is yeah. The next maybe 2028. It just feels like a summer Olympic game, right? So it mark is that summer down. right it's now. Summer. So mark it's it summer. Down right now. <laughs> Unless they put it on ice, then we're really talking. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not doing it on ice. It's gonna be December outside, so I have to figure out a way where I'm not doing it in like in because I live I live uh about an hour and a half, two hours north of the city. So it snows here when it's you get some snow. In the city. Yeah, that's exactly. actually better. You, you you got a little little break in your fall there, right? How about no, that? We get a, we, regardless, <laughs> right. if this is really, really yes. going to happen, we're going to have to pad it anyway. Because if yes. go, he does go down, I would feel like, so bad. I saw the girl break it. her arm yeah. last week. She oh, someone someone like damn near broke yeah, yeah, her back her arm's too. Like, <laughs> Jesus, dude! I don't yeah. want to see any Giants doing this either. Like, no, this no, is no, something no, no. The Ben McAdoo Giants would have done. He would have yes. done it as like a joke, and we would have lost Beckham for the season or something. Like, that. <laughs> like people forget about McAdoo. He used to like show them like Lions having sex. He showed them dude, the he was a clown. He was Terrible. a wild man. He was great for me, like in the content business. I could just blog about it oh, all yeah. the time, and I would always kind of spin zone it. But the hair. Once- once he came hair. in with that hair, that new haircut too, I was like, he saw looking that. like Rick Vaughn from Major League Two. Yes, is it? Exactly. <laughs> I was exactly. like, this is over. We're, we're he started now. feeling himself. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Stay, home, stay humble. Is anyone else going to join me on this milk crate challenge? I'm going solo. I'll go solo. I would solo. gladly, I I would right, gladly do it with you. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, this is Maybe we all got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like set it up for you and then hoping, not do it with I'm you. I'm hoping that Portnoy boy buys us first. <laughs> and then you can climb as many milk crates as you want. Because guess what? I am gladly selling out. when you break. And, and then when you break your leg, I, I, there'll be a clause in your contract there that you says, go. if your arms are broken, you can't type. Free money. So this is it. You're just trying to push. This is how you're pushing me out by killing me. Actually, no, Clem, Clem, you're still in. I was talking about Jeff. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> Later. <laughs> oh, oh God. man, too funny. All um, right, so I got a question. Yeah. Hold on. I know so, Spiro's got a good question because we were talking yeah. about it earlier. So you were heading up the social media lap running from Judge. I love it. You, you that, that, Day one, you were out there starting to run laps. Now, tell me about, like, you know, how far are we going here? I saw you. Do, I tried to go around my block and I almost damn lost me, lost a lung. Uh, it, was, it was dead, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's just like, I, why is Judge getting crap for this, first of all? And 
I, I love, like, we all have to get started doing this, right? Like, this is good for us. <laughs> yeah. So when they hired Judge last year, I remember, again, I remember when they hired him, I was going in the office and I go in the office like once a week and I get off the train at Grand Central and I see Matt Rule signs with the Panthers and I'm like, what the hell was that? Because I think yeah. we all thought he was coming, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I'm yeah. reading the things and then I'll never forget it. So I'm like, oh, that stinks. Well, let's see what happens. And then it's like, Giants are interviewing Jason Garrett. I'm like, oh my God. No, no. no. <laughs> and I'm taking the train and then it's like, oh, they hired Joe Judge. I'm like, who the who? hell is Joe Judge? And <laughs> who? I, I imagine we all do the same thing. We went to Wikipedia and there was mm -hmm. Joe Judge. When you don't have a Wikipedia page. That's how you know there's You don't exist. In fact, <laughs> you're not in fact 1.8 million people all said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell is Joe Judge at the same time? Like, literally, if you think of all, there are two things I can, I can rest on. That when, when, when Aaron Boone hit the, hit the, uh, the, the home run, everybody went, you know, mother bleeping Boone. You know what I mean? Like yep. everyone was like Aaron, because it was in the paper the next day. Aaron effing Boone. Everyone it was a Yankee fan said Aaron effing Boone. And then the next one was every giant fan was who the hell is Joe Judge? Yeah, Judge. Like Get I can rest knowing that everyone said that at the same time. Yeah. Yep. We lost rule, and then McCarthy signed with Dallas, and we're like, oh, so everybody was going. Take, we're just going to take the scraps from some, oh. but little did we know. Little did we know. And I remember when he had that introductory press conference and it was the whole thing where he's like, oh, you know, we're going to be like the blue collar people around here. I'm like, oh God, this is <laughs> out of every stupid, like it's almost a movie, but then it's like a, you know, prototypical football guy thing. Yep. And it's like, New York City is blue collar. I mean, like people grinding on the subways every day and doing this. It's also like the richest place in the a world. A lot of white collar. <laughs> a lot of white collar too, exactly. Yeah. So let's, let's pump the brakes here, Joe. But I almost, I almost loved how like he was just that football guy from the jump. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm, and again, there's been so much negativity. I, it was, I, the fact that I even tried to, like, the only way I talked myself into Pat Shermer being anywhere other than a disaster, I was like, well, he was the Browns coach and it would be very Brownsy for like that coach to go somewhere else and be yeah. a good coach. Didn't quite work out that way. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, he wasn't Belichick. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's exactly, that's the thing is when judge came here and he's the next Belichick coach, every, all the lazy narratives are, Oh, well, this guy didn't work. They're talking about Charlie Weiss. Still. I'm like, guys, <laughs> Charlie Weiss, like what is Charlie Weiss even doing right now? Like how are we still bringing him? Like, and it's like, Oh, Brian Flores. Oh, he's, a great coach they the team guys love him well, that's a belichick guy vrabel he didn't coach under belichick but he played under belichick pete everyone loves him but joe judge has to be like the clown because he coaches for the giants so that drove me nuts from the game so it was kind of like with daniel jones i'm like all right i'm just going to be a joe excuse me i don't say i say coach judge we have to call yes, him coach, coach judge coach. We, we be very proper with it <laughs> yes. with, with our coach judge it's kind of like having general coffin back in our lives right so <laughs> yeah coach judge and um Last year, I think it was when he made the coaches run the laps and everyone was like, oh my God. And uh, shout out to the guys at Talking Giants. Bobby Skinner says best. He's like, professional yeah. athletes having to run like one lap is the easiest thing for them. To yeah, do. It's, exactly. like, it's a little bit of an ego hit, but like they'd probably rather be doing that than hitting each other in pads and doing yes. all this other stuff. The it's coaches. And exactly. And I love that the coaches had to do it because that was the one thing. Like everyone, this is a team, man. You know, your accountability. Coach, accountability <laughs> from the top to the bottom, everywhere in between. And how many times, like, the, especially during Shermer, it's like, we've ever been like, oh, we need to get rid of this coach, get rid of that coach. I feel like uh, when Judge came in, he was actually hiring coaches. You could see the plan coming from it. It was like, oh my God, we're actually building out an actual coaching staff. And then the fact that the players were then tied to the coaches, I absolutely love it. So once they did, I was like, you know what? Fans were in this too. So I was like, I'm running laps. So I started running laps last year <laughs> after, and then there would be any time I wrote it. When's the first time? When's the first time? It was, it was whatever day he made them run laps. So yeah, the that first was, day. First, first uh, training camp. Last year. You were right on top of that. Walk, walk me through that. So 
you read it, see it, you're you're at like, where are you when they run laps? And did it just yeah? Does it just dawn on you? Go, oh, I'm doing, I'm running laps. So yeah. To me, like Jeff and Spear are making fun of me. They're like, yeah, he's probably, you know, we don't want to talk. He probably doesn't want to talk about laps. I'm like, he's the lap guy. Like, like Clement <laughs> to me is is the guy who started it. I mean, we went to Fan Fest, uh, 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 Spiro. We're in Fan Fest. Yeah. LPG, who who we're it had you know, a bunch good, of people around. Yeah, laps. we're good friends with Joe. <laughs> he had like 40 kids, like Rocky, running behind him through the the stadium parking lot, like. That's you, dude. You started this thing. <laughs> Where does it click? Are you in the house just saying I should run laps? I mean, the Barstool life, you got to just be part of the part of yeah. the story. I, I'm not getting, I'm not, you know, getting behind the scenes talking to Judge. So it's just, you know, and we're, I feel like we're like a hybrid at Barstool. We're not journalists. We're definitely not journalists. Big J's. <laughs> you guys are big J's. Don't yeah, we're, we're lowercase J's with like, like, written crayon, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then it's like, but we're also fans too. So it's kind of just mixed into. So it's just like, let's just have fun. So I saw it and I was like, and trust me, you guys look at me, you know, I don't want to be doing these laps. So when I'm doing them, I don't want to do them. And let's see, I'm looking it up right now. So I did it on August 17th, 2020. Yeah, sounds about right. Judges, and this is the tweet. If Joe Judge is making uh, Giants coaches on laps with the media, I'm going to do the same as a fan and a media member that covers the team. Hashtag the judges standard. Hashtag big blue, big goals. <laughs> don't call 911. I'm okay. And I just do a lap, <laughs> I just do a lap around the house. And then I so followed up here. Right that was probably, home. that had to be so early on. That was COVID camp and judges yes. like first experience with the team or whatever. That was so early on. Yeah. yeah. Just, my, and it was like, just trying to have fun when he it. says, if I die, this is on the Giants players. Like, <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm watching it. I must have watched it like six times because I'm like, all right, let me, let me actually see what he's doing. I see him get out of the house and he's like, he's not pissed. He's just like, this is what I got to do. Yeah, let's go. And then he drops the old, do I have a body that looks like I can run a lap? <laughs> and, he goes, and he's like, if I die, Tell John the Giants, dude. My, I was running oh my, my lap, God, and my chains like, were bouncing around like a crazy. <laughs> just like, dude, crazy. don't make me do this again, guys. Come on, no more fights. <laughs> and I, I gotta wear like glasses during all this because I got the bags under the eyes because the kids are waking me up three in the morning. I'm getting roasted by everyone, so it's it's not an easy world out here in the content streets. But coach, we gotta do, man. We do for judge greatness from us. So it's like stops from you know if Gettleman has to run a lap. I, I'd love to see Gettleman. Oh Get my God. Lap. Just waddling with his like limp that he has, just with his stupid he, hat. Where is that yep. straw hat thing that he wears? Because <laughs> that big guy is there big. a worse physique in the entire NFL than Dave Gettleman? He looks like so. Dr. Robotnik from Sonic. Remember him? He had like the big gut, he was like round. Nice. He wears those the shorts, the, the shorts, shorts. With nipples. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm super dating myself here, but I always look at him like the like the lost in space robot, like the danger will rob it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i mean and and this is the thing like with judge you kind of have to just follow his lead so i've been saying it Probably. From I, i'm looking at this blog i then i wrote a typo in the blog about the laps and i then did another lap. <laughs> um last year when he did the thing where he had the um he had the mud with the football. I went out, yes. did it. My wife recorded me. And my wife is watching all this stuff. But then she's like, oh, my God, the neighbors are watching. She <laughs> I cut up my leg. But it's like I recovered the football, didn't fumble. And That's then I put tennis balls on my hands. Like you did not. It, I did not I was, see that. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's all there. If you go on the – I'll send it to you. I was on the blog, and I'm here. It's so hard to type with tennis balls on <laughs> We just got to do it, man. You got to be better. We have to be better. The fans have to be better. The players, the media, the coaches. The, the Wait, are you going to wear the mitts? You got to wear the mitts this year. Oh, the mitts now, yeah. I, uh, I saw that tough. story. I tough. missed that story, too. That's going to be a tough one. Good, good luck <laughs> with that. I was going to type with my nose. I was going to say, you're going to have to use your nose. That's the only option. Jeff, I wrote this down, 
and and you, if you don't want to put it in the book, we so we we carry a so Jeff has a book that we write down like hot. He already used it. And we, just and we're basically keeping receipts on stuff, right? So there's some stuff in there like like we have a guy uh, Mikey Fresh, you know he you know he he, he writes for me and he and he said. Uh, uh, Lorenzo Carter's going to have 11 and a half sacks. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bold statement last year. And then he comes out of the gate with like four, four and a half. It's like first couple of games. And we were like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And then he, and then he gets hurt. So uh, Jeff, I absolutely have to figure out maybe it's a t-shirt, but lowercase J's. I wrote that down. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's awesome. I'm like lowercase J's. We can have a whole family of lowercase J's, dude. Like, no <laughs> one, no one will get it. But that's something people will be like, dude, what's the lowercase J's? You got to be part of the lowercase so our, J's, baby. Our hot shirt though, right now is and and I don't know if you're gonna be on board with this, but ten wins the floor. That's our that's our little motto right here. Ten yeah, wins we, the we floor. Create, I got to give the, the the team credit. We created the hashtag 10 wins. The it's floor. bold. We went out it's and made bold. a t-shirt. I actually made t-shirts <laughs> up on, on the NY Giants rush store that says 10 wins the floor. Set with the, the goal high. Let's guys yeah. set that goal high, man. Uh, I saw that. I loved it. I saw the hashtag. You guys had it on the your Twitter and all that stuff. And I had a, looking back now, it was a little, I, I still said they would have been all right. Uh, with the Mets this season, we were doing the preseason predictions. And at this point, I know everyone was going to get hurt. Half the team would regress and it would just be a nightmare. I had the hashtag. <laughs> I called us the 96ers. We're going 96 oh, blah, blah, blah. And we're on we pace a, for a second. We had, yep. We had a bet going where at the Barstool Sportsbook Mets win 96 or more games. blah blah. blah. <laughs> and we called us, we're the 96ers, hashtag 96ers. <sighs> And it's funny enough, it's kind of like Brandwagon Danwagon. I'm looking at the Giants. I'm like, let's get a little fun with this. Let's get bold. And I'm calling us the 11 and Sixers because we're going 11 and six this season. And I was talking to my guys and talking guys too. And they were saying, oh, yeah, they have the 10 to floor. And I said, yep, I'm riding with them. I'm saying let's 11 go. and six. So let's again, go. You go back to last season, the coin flip games, the schedule is much easier. And the, the, the defense, we're not facing the, I wish we were facing the Broncos in like week eight. I know. It'll be ganged up, and the only thing is, you're probably facing Teddy instead of Drew. I think I'd rather face Teddy, uh, Drew instead of Teddy. Yep. But um, I, I kind of like the way the schedule is lined up. I like the way the team is, and I, it's like there's always two to three teams that come out of nowhere. Nobody's talking about us other than a few Giants fans, which I love even more. I don't like when everyone's talking about us. It all relies on the offensive line, but eleven and Sixers, and I cannot be more behind you guys right now at that ten. The, the, the floor. Let's go. Exactly Let's go, baby. The kind of mentality we need right now. We now don't, I feel like. I, gotta I call this the Sample Giants fan. Yes. Now I got to get Clem's address. I got to send him a shirt. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> definitely got to get a shirt. But you're absolutely right. Last year, with everything that was going on, new coaches, new system, COVID, all that crap, could have easily been eight and eight with a couple of the coin yep. flip games. So to get to 10 wins with an extra game on the schedule yep. is completely doable. The division is winnable, the schedule is light. You see it in NFL all year. the time too. You see uh, four win jumps. Uh, enough, yeah. enough of the six <laughs> wins. Like Jesus Christ, let's go. <laughs> I'll, even, I'll take it a step further. If and when it gets, there's a comma there. If and when exactly. We heard you. Saquon ba- Barkley's <laughs> healthy. He's worth two games by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much. Please like, God. Like the breakaway if, touchdown if, in the fourth listen, quarter. If, let's let's say he's not 100 percent to week six. I don't care. All I'm telling you is that. Saquon Barkley by himself. I'm talking with zero help. Everybody's in the box, right? Like he'll win two games by himself with a catch out of the backfield, uh, a, a big run, 
whatever it may be game right breaker. now. So that's, they were, uh, they won six. There's eight games, Jeff, right there. Cause Barkley's going to win two games by himself. Right. Then you're going to get a, you know, a game won by the defense, maybe two. And then of course you got Jones has got to win the rest. Jones got to win a couple. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> defense is already top 10. I think they actually got better. This could be a top seven, top five defense all around. So Clem said it, the offensive line, that's what it's going to come down to. Cause if they can sustain drives and put up points and the defense is resting, they're not gassed in the fourth quarter, which has been the, the story for the last three years, you get to the fourth quarter, we're in the game. Defense has been out there all freaking day and they just roll over. They're just done. The offense has to stay out there, man. Offensive line. If they gel, I look at the Seattle game from last year and it gives me the most hope because mm-hmm. Wayne Gallman was running down. Wayne train, baby. All freaking day. <laughs> That was a game. Yeah, but I mean, now it's the book. Take Cole McCoy there. What? Now it's the bookmobile Booker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, and if, if they have to use Booker or someone else as the Gallman and say, because say, like, that's the other thing that always drove me crazy. It's like they don't use like they were running Saquon into that Jets defensive line a couple years ago, oh, and he had like eight yards or zero yards and like eight carries. And they're just like, what are we doing? This guy is an electric player. He's meant to catch passes to get him out of the backfield. And I do think that's like the one. And I like putting all my eggs in Jason Garrett's basket. I'm not too sure of because as you know, as so like Zeke is a great catching back and they never used him until, you know, Kellen Moore took over. And it's like, if they can unleash Saquon again, yeah, you're right. That will be a huge difference. And if Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is going to have to win a few, but, and it wasn't a great defense, but he won that Dallas game. That Dallas game yes. was him. That Pettis mm-hmm. throw was like a big time throw. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram is like the, was the cause of like like literally mm-hmm. half his interceptions <laughs> last year. It's crazy. The amount Don't of tell Craig about that. Craig's Craig's a big time uh, anti Evan Ingram guy. <laughs> yeah, did you see that video that someone made where they did like the his like lights <laughs> over the? I think it was like the um, what song was it? for a dream music or it was something like that. Yes, it was a really yes. good song and it was, Ooh, it was something rough, rough to watch. I'm not telling you guys anything. Is it, is it all his drops or something? Yes. It's, it was it's all the drops fumbles. and the interceptions, the fumbles. I, I may have that. seen one that was cut up to the sound of silence, but it was like a rock yes. cover of it. Right. That was it. it was somebody yes, covered it. it. Yep. That was, it, that it was, was perfect cool. music. And, and to, I, I, of all his seasons, that one, he goes to the Pro Bowl. Yes. How does he go to the Pro Bowl after that season? That's the weird Giants fans were offended by that. Like, we were were so married. We were more pissed than anybody else in the league. (laughs) Giants fans were more pissed. I remember blogging. I put, like, Pro Bowl in, like, quadruple (laughs) quotes. I'm like, he is not a Pro Bowler. That guy, like, is going to the – that was the worst thing that ever happened to the Pro Bowls. Like, that thing has has no, like – No credibility. And then Evan Ingram goes there. It's like, yep, that was – and, like, like Kanyan had a perfectly fine season. That's what I was I was the say. Pro Bowl has officially uh, become Fonzie and jumped the shark. Yeah. There is there is no doubt about it. Uh, so you're listening to another episode of the Giants, guys. Clem doesn't want to hang out with us all night because he's got some kids he needs to take care of. So I'm going to ask one final last question. If you're entertain us, we'll definitely have you back because you're a great guest. I love you. Um, and of course, and we're we're going to negotiate a deal. And we got, <laughs> this is going to be built, ma- got, many many great. more times. Yeah, we, we definitely need more time. But I'm also not I'm not going to hog up all your your family time. I have one last question because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the food reviews. I have such a good time laughing at you doing the food reviews for so many different reasons. I mean, the chip review alone with only half your face is absolutely <laughs> a, a classic. In fact, I go back and watch it and I watch you chew and I'm like this. Why am I watching this? This is, so, this is absolutely them. hysterical. And I'm waiting for you to say if it's any good. So... So my question to you is, um, MetLife Stadium cost 
over $2 billion Ugh. to make. Okay. Um, is there any chance we could get a Clem, um, uh, 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 you know, a uh, food review on the giant stadium food? Because it's extremely disappointing <laughs> to me that we have a $2 billion stadium and the food is like literally at an old Chase stadium. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you know, so is there an opportunity somewhere during the season that there might be, and maybe I'm sprinkling some seeds, you know, for, <laughs> for future, you know, barstool content or something. Is there an opportunity to get you to do some giant stadium reviews? For that's a great, that's a great idea. I, I always get to at least one game a year. Cause again, cause of the kids. And then if something happens, I gotta be on the block. So this game, this year's game is the Falcons. We week three, we got Eli day and all that kind yeah. of stuff, which I'll is be there. a lot of fun. We will be, be there. there. Beautiful. So then maybe we could all do it together. We go out yes. and do the food. And it's funny too. I used to do the, the, the only the mouth part of my face because at that point <laughs> I was working part-time at bar school. I wasn't making any money, just doing it, just trying to, you know, get a name for myself to get a job. And, um, I didn't want my face being out there. Cause then it's like, Oh, like I'm applying for a job and they're like, Oh no, you work for that. misogynistic, yeah, right. Awful. Oh, website, blah, blah. So I had to kind of hide it. And then people will always tell me that they're like, I don't know what it is about your stupid food reviews, but I just go down these, these rabbit holes and an hour later I've gone through, you know, a hundred different foods and I'm like, where did it all go? And it's just, and it was only 15 second food reviews. Cause that's at the time, that's all Instagram had well, it was the right. only, the only, um, app that you could start like recording one way, then flip it around and go the other way. And it was only 15 seconds. So I'm like, and I'm like, everyone who needs more than 15 seconds in like those little quick videos. And now yeah. look at TikTok, Instagram with their reels. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's a 15 second world. So I was a pioneer. You're I just a trend starter. Yeah, that's, exactly. who, that's who you are. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I and mean, I don't know if you guys have had an opportunity, but just do yourself a favor and watch the chip review. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. That's the, that's the yeah. best one because he's like, Oh, you only see his hands. He's like, oh, Lee's got sent us some bags or whatever. And he opens it up. And, and I can't, uh, what was the one? One of them, he's like, my mouth is full. He's like, I think it's a Dorito, but it's not. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, wait. So I rewind it. I'm like, is he saying he thinks it's a, oh my goodness. I'm like, I'm like glued. I'm riveted to the fact that he thinks it's a Dorito. And he's like, but then he, and then he circles back and goes, but it's a chip. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, it's a, it's a bad brain so in here. This brain can't be confused. You can't throw Dorito flavorings on Lay's potato chips. This brain can only do one thing at a time. And I'm like, and I'm like this, and I'm like, why is this so funny? Like, great, great. I can't, and then I'm like, okay, it's just that one. And then he goes, oh, and there was a Cool Ranch and something. Funyuns, Funyuns flavor. There was Funyuns. the other one. So I was in on the, I was in on the Funyuns, right? Because I was like, no, there's no way. And he's like, he ends the video with. He's like, if you, he's like, please, if you're going to dip this in the sour cream, cream, please be responsible. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this cat's so funny. I don't even know if he knows he's funny because he's reviewing chips, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there watching it like this. I'm like, I mean, it's awesome. Pins and needles. Awesome stuff. Yeah, man, Clem. Awesome. Thank you, dude. Awesome for coming by, man. Yeah, appreciate thanks for hanging you. Out with us. Go, go, go hang with the fam. Um, I'll hit you back up. Uh, uh, Jeff's going to cut it up. Uh, we have a little, if you do, I don't, not saying you have to watch our content, but we do have a little bit of a, a, a second surprise. This was the first surprise. That's unbelievable surprise, by the way. Just <laughs> one for one. My mind. Okay. One for one. Um, I can always send you one. Um, and um, we have a second surprise. So, uh -oh. uh, the mechanic's going to cut it up and I call him mechanic because he produces most of my stuff. He's got a little surprise that he did for me today. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
We got so a great intro. If you get a chance tomorrow <laughs> afternoon, I'll hit you up with a note when this is live and everybody, you know, jumps on YouTube and starts watching who we interview. Um, and the beginning of the uh, the podcast should be... Um, it's an intro for you, Clem, and there's no way you're going to be disappointed. Like, there's just no way you're going to be it's, disappointed. It's, it's classic. It's impossible. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. It was an absolute blast. I, I truly would like to come back whenever, however much you'd like me. And again, I just, awesome. I love talking Giants. Again, a lot of the guys in my office who I love, a lot of them are more of the negative side, and it just mm-hmm. I, and I and like I, I want to bring them to the the good side. I end up just like screaming at some of them, like "fuck!" Like they'll be yelling at Coach Judge, I'm like "fuck you!" Or yeah. yelling at Daniel Jones. <laughs> so I, I, it's just like to be around some positivity right no, now yeah. before the season starts. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than these guys, and I, and I say all the time, I'm like, look, you know, like you, you know, seeing all these Super Bowls when you were little, and you're watching them on VHS. Like it's fun when they win, but it's at least fun when you see that there's progress yes. is it inst- it's not instant gratification there are so many teams out there whether it's the texans or the vikings or whatever, they suck all the time <laughs> like I, yep. I, sadly we don't suck all the time have we had a a big hole yes but i mean like there's cool things that are there's light at the end of the tunnel there's light i'll leave you with this spiro Three years ago, you know, it was Janoris Jenkins and Olivier Vernon. Uh, uh, Vernon. Like, we have guys that want to play for this team with yes. Logan Ryan and Bradbury and Martinez. Like, they want to play here. So all those folks that you work with that are naysayers, just constantly remind them that players are are bypassing other teams to come here. Adoree Jackson could have went anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, like these guys are coming to play for judging the Giants. Because they know when you win in New York, man, you're 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 kingpin. Like Logan Ryan said, legends are made here. He's right. Let's go. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can end the podcast on that. End the podcast. All right. We are, of course, nygiantsrush.com. This is my Giants crew. Uh, the, we are the Giants guys. That's Clem. And of course, you know him because he's the man on Barstool. And in case they are watching, look, the logo's there. He doesn't own his See, own president, gear without uh, you. Oh, Prez, we're not, we're not, we're not throwing you. We're yeah, throwing your phone here, Jim. They're all sold out. Yeah. Copyright Barstool. I just threw my, I just put my logo on there because I had to. Right? I, I had to wait. get myself some props. We're yes, practically Scott, already yes, partners. Yes, Dave. Yes, El Presidente. We are for sale. Call me. I can't wait to see this video right now. I'm I'm dying to see this intro. This is gonna be this is gonna be a blast. It's ridiculous. And I I run my laps after every game. That's my other thing. I do laps after the games. I do it when they lose. I do laps around the house. And then when they win, I do a victory lap. Right. I walk. Take my time. Leisurely. Fun. I was gonna say I usually drink six beers during the game. You do (laughs) you do laps after the game? I drink twice. I drink during. I drink during Giants games twice in my life. The Eagles playoff loss and the oh. Sean Jackson game. No oh. more drinking during games. I That's, fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I'm upset. I'm upset. A bunch of taboo words got thrown all in one sentence right there. We'll cut that. Thanks for, <laughs> that yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs>